and then there's a microphone the where you can turn. It. <laughs> oh wait, that's <laughs> not what I meant. I, oh, it won't stop. <laughs> okay, I don't have to do the whole duration of the effect. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be this person. No, you totally shouldn't be that person. <laughs> oh well i tried and failed but what we don't fail at is (laughs) talking about music (laughs) Excellent. That's <laughs> excellent. <laughs> with that, <laughs> and with that, oh we are God. celebrating the season finale of <laughs> Tales from the Pit. <laughs> giving all of that in. <laughs> but yeah, so. We've been gone for, well, not gone for a little bit, but we haven't released an episode in the past couple of weeks because we've just, we've been busy and summer's coming and we've both been traveling a lot and had a bunch of shit going on. Uh, but we decided that we wanted to do a wee bit of a wrap up episode about how this first season went, um, you know, what we're going to be up to, some shows that we've gone to both together and separately um, some cool upcoming stuff that we have going on and, you know, just talking about how, how things are going, what the summer's going to be all about. So, uh, how are things going? <laughs> things are great, actually. No, no, things are really good. Um, work has been really nice. <laughs> Other work, uh, been traveling a bunch, went to Vermont this weekend, ate some cheese, saw a comedy show. Drank some beer. It was awesome. Uh, changed a flat tire, which was surprisingly really exciting. It's a great skill to have. Yeah. One I just ha- recently got. So it's, you know, it's nice to know that you can do almost anything. Um, and what else? Been to a whole boatload of shows lately that we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but the one thing that we can talk about right now is that we are actually both sitting comfortably on our own respective couches or chairs. (laughs) And why is that? Which is very different from the way this normally goes. (laughs) Very different from the way this normally goes. And do you want to? Yeah, it involves a kitchen table full of microphones and cords (laughs) that you hope to not spill drinks on. (laughs) Yes. Which we have not yet. Oh, have we? No. I'm knocking. No, oh, you knocked on what? Okay, good call. Good call. For that one. As, as you say, how oh, you're making your next gin drink. Yeah, I'm going to make my next drink soon. But, uh, but why are we at different locations this evening? Uh, because all of our experimentation with Skype, aside from recording Evan, has been terrible. Agreed. <laughs> so thank you, Evan, for being patient. And yes. Hi, Evan. <laughs> well, excellent. Uh, so we've been trying to figure out uh, what can we do? We need to do something that's more remote. And so 
after a bunch of looking around, we decided to try Zencaster, which is what we're on right now. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we can talk to our long distance friends for this project yeah. very soon. <laughs> I'm really excited about this. <laughs> right? It has a little bar on the top. You can put all the sound it's effects so in. I'm so glad so that it's in there. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you know, we prefer to do our in-person interviewing. You know, we were around each other enough that we can kind of not be together, but we still are together. Oh, oh, vomit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, you That's know, a sound effect we have to put on the board. Yes, absolutely. We yeah. have a whole bunch we have to add. <laughs> um, yeah, of course we would prefer to always, or as much as we can do these interviews in person, but you know, sometimes that's not an option, especially when people live far away and with, you know, schedules being crazy, especially in the summertime or really any time of year. I, I know that we tried to record a couple of people over the winter and just the snow became a problem. So you never know really what's going to, what kind of weather pattern is going to shake things up or all <laughs> sorts of other life happenings. But yeah, so we're, we're hoping that this is a good, a good solve for our remote recording. So far, so good. Yeah. The interface is nice. It's easy on the eyes. The, you know, we tested the sound quality. That's pretty great. So yeah, things are looking up. Yeah, Goodbye. Skype. Oh God. Farewell. <laughs> over that. So that, over was, that. that was, I mean, we, you, okay. Not we, you can honestly say you gave that all you could. Yeah, you did. put, you did. Um, uh, yes. Uh, ready to put some elbow grease into it i didn't <laughs> but oh i feel like you put some elbows in there uh, yeah there a little bit yeah that was i mean that was painful every yeah. time it was new yeah no matter like, oh, what let's set the output sound to this and then have to reinstall this thing because it doesn't install right every single time <laughs> every single time the garage band is on this it's on this other thing it's doing this other thing and it's like Such none of it makes any bitch. sense and then no. I wrote notes, and then the notes, like, didn't even apply the next time I tried to do it. But then you would also, like, take screen grabs and organize the screen grabs yeah. like they do on websites for reference, and it still wouldn't work. It was mind-boggling. Ugh. So yeah. frustrating. Goodbye. Skype's good for, good for some things, but not for, not for this. No. Peace out, Skype. No. Goodbye. Goodbye and hello, Zencaster. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what we're doing, and you know we are we are viewing this episode as a not necessarily a wrap up of season one because honestly, up until this point, we weren't exactly sure how we were going to categorize our episodes if we were going to do seasons if we were just going to keep. Go, going and just have them be, you know, just one after another after another. And then we started to realize that for many of the reasons we just said about, you know, life happening and weather and all that stuff, um, we weren't always necessarily able to release when we wanted to or when we had hoped to. So we are going to go about our business and... <laughs> continue recording as much as possible and, you know, get new episodes out to you guys when we can. Um, 
right now we're thinking tentatively towards the end of the summer, we're going to have a bunch of new stories to share with everybody. If it happens to be sooner than that, you will, we, you guys will all be the first to know, we promise. And yeah, it's just going to be, you know, we're just going to keep living the dream and talking about music and finding other people who want to do that too. Anything you have to add to that? Uh, no, but every time you talk about weather, I just keep thinking, oh, that's right. And soon we're going to be in hurricane season. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) and yet another reason why Zencaster is amazing. All you need is a computer, a connection to the internet and the headphones you use to talk to people on your phone. And hopefully the hurricane doesn't knock out the power. And then oh, I wasn't even going to go there, but okay. <laughs> okay. I know. <sighs> okay. So, yeah. So now that we've got all that shit kind of worked out and you guys know, let's talk about some shows that we've been to lately because we've been to a bunch. I think I've gone to more shows in the past two months than I have in like the first four months of this year. It just feels like one after another, after another, after another, and I'm not complaining, but it's been quite a bit. What about you? A good, a good many, a good many, a good many. Like what? Oh, you want me to start? Should we go in reverse chronological order? (laughs) Oh, well, I, yeah. (laughs) Sure. Why not? <laughs> so should, we, should, we talk, should we talk about going to St. Vitus last week? Oh, yes. Let's start <laughs> with that. So I'm going to let you take this away. You don't have to. No, you can go ahead if you want to start. Okay. So last Wednesday, I think we're, we're holding up shop at St. Vitus for quite a while. So we... Um, we went last Wednesday to see a band called Celeste and they're from France. And, uh, you know, being at St. Vitus, we were stoked because you guys have heard us talk about that a million times. It's one of our favorite venues. And whenever there's somebody that we like that is going to play there, we make an effort to go. So we were all stoked. And then we were even more stoked because we realized that the first band was actually a shoegaze band. And you guys will eventually hear why we were really excited about that. Mostly because we just found out what that is. So and we, we also like, found out that there's dancing associated with that, which yay. I didn't, we didn't see any, unfortunately. No, we didn't. But I did imagine everybody dancing like Charlie Brown once you said that that's what you were picturing. So it's totally the Charlie Brown dance. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, you know, normally we come on here and we talk about shows that were really memorable. Most of them have been for positive reasons. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this one was memorable for not the most positive reason. And I'll give my opinion. I'll give my opinion of why this is strictly from LT. Um, The first band was great. The drummer was, I I'm honestly, I don't remember what they would call or what they were called. I'll look it up and I'll put it on the medium article, but um, they're called, I I think it was Iris and they're from Toronto. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I'm going to fact check myself right now. All <laughs> That's right. my first instinct. All right. Um, so yeah, the drummer was amazing. The band was good. Personally, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the vocals just because I felt like the, the music was so great. And then the vocals were just like ran a little flat for me, but I think that might just be the style, but it was still really good. 
it was entertaining. It was fun to listen to, you know, there was a girl basis, which I think is always exciting. And oh, do you remember when we walked into St. Vitus that night, the, the bouncer was like, Oh, you guys in a band? Yeah. And we were like, no, wish we were. we're like, <laughs> anyway, no, we're not. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, I digress. So yeah, it was really cool. Um, and then we went back to the bar and we were just like having a good old time. And also I'm going to preface, this is the first show that me and you have been to together in a while, like just the two of us. So we had a lot of like chatting to do. So we went, we were sitting at the bar shooting shit, blah, blah, blah. And the next band comes on and the way St. Vitus is set up is you can see the entire stage from the bar if it's not super crowded. So we look over and the room is completely black there. You can't see anything. And I don't know about you or anybody listening, but when I go to a show, I go to see people perform. If I wanted to stand in a black room and listen to music, I could do that at home. You know what I mean? Like I like to see the performance, feel the energy. And, and I get maybe it's a genre thing. I think that was grindcore or was that, I'm not exactly sure what kind of. I think so. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a genre thing. And again, if it is, that's personal preference. It's just for me, I prefer to see the musicians playing. Um, if you want to open up and have it be dark and gloomy and do your thing and then maybe some lights come on so people know that you're up there, that would be cool. But that didn't happen. So we just sat at the bar and hung out. Uh, third band came on. Um, personally, I couldn't, I'm not a fan of makeup. Like uh, it was kind of, what, what did we call it? Alice Cooper? Yes, the singer looked like Alice Cooper. Yeah, and I just kept well, I kept giggling, which was I kept terrible giggling. because I really wanted to get it. I really wanted Me to get into it because it sounded really good. Yeah, it sounded good, but you just couldn't. I, I think we both looked at each other and we're like, we can't take this seriously, even though like, like, I can't do this right now. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that was that band, and uh, so that that was the first three, and then I'm gonna let you take the. Uh, <laughs> Take the cake on this one. You're giving it a buildup that it doesn't really need. Don't expect greatness right now. It's not going to be that good. <laughs> I feel like I didn't really give it that great. Of a like, and well, it's going to be like, <laughs> wait. Oh, I need a sound effect for that. We need a sound effect of a. There we go. <laughs> we need a sound effect of like a balloon losing air. <laughs> Not the dramatic piano. That seems to be my favorite. Oh, so. Yeah, <laughs> it's so long. I can't stop it. <laughs> so there we are. Let's say Vitus. <laughs> stop. We just watched three bands. Two from the bar. <laughs> is about to go on. It's Celeste, metal band from France. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I, can't I, can't, I can't make it stop. Like, what the hell? Um, oh. So I'm just, I'm just going to talk over. Oh! Oh, no, I... Yes. I oh, well, now it's gone forever. Is that stop me? it? No. Well... It's okay. I'm sure I can get it back. Forever in our hearts. It Creepy is. I'll find, music. I'll find it again. I love that. Yeah, that was good. We that have to bring good. that back. Okay. Um, 
No, so so I really like this band, and I was really excited because I've never seen them before. And I think the, f- the first record I started listening to them with was maybe from 2008, I think. Um, let me see if I can check the date on it real fast. 2009, I think. Misanthropes is a really good record. But I've never seen them before because they never play because they're, you know, from France. And... So we got really excited, got these tickets and went. And right before they went on, I turned to LT and I go, man, you know what? After that second band, I really hope you could see them. (laughs) That's exactly what she said. And then the lights went off. You were like, I'm going to be really disappointed if we can. I'm going to be really disappointed. And, And the lights go off and they put the smoke machine on a little bit. And then they start to play. And so the room is really dark and they have these red headlamps on. And so they're just jamming out and these red lights are going all over the place from their heads. One song goes by, (laughs) two songs go by. We're like, Twice songs go by. (laughs) Oh, nice. Bring it back. Yep. I was like, man, I'm really going to try and have fun with this, (laughs) but I can't really get into this right now. Like, like they've come all the way over and I can't see them at all, but they're right there. And then eventually at the end of the set, they like put the lights on and they could say thank you. And it's like, oh, that's who's playing right now. Yeah. They were really the good though. Is, they, were, yeah, they were really good. The, like the music was great, but that is the thing. Like <clears throat> I feel like we both want to have that connection with the artist. Yeah. And it's such a small venue too. That That's one of the reasons you go there is because you can have – that connection happens whether you want it to or not, because it's just so intimate, you know? Yeah. And in my mind, I thought about it later and I felt really bad for you because I mean, I was going, I like them, but I was going more because you like them and I just like that kind of music. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll go. It'll be fun. Um, but I was thinking about it later and my thought was if they started out the show in the dark with the smoke machine and the red lights, and that's how it began for the first maybe song in a little bit, that would have been enough. And then if they turn the lights on, so it's not like you you can still have that mystique or that mysterious, whatever in the beginning. And that's like, to me that that's something I could get into. And then the excitement comes when the lights come on and then they go nuts or whatever. I mean, they didn't really go nuts, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we were comparing it to seeing John Frum. When we saw John Frum there, they wore robes the whole time. Yeah. But we still felt like engaged in it. But they, they wore robes and And you you couldn't couldn't see their faces. You couldn't see their faces, but you could see them and you could see their actions and you could see their movements and, you could feel their energy and you could see them moving around and have a good time. This was just blackness with a lot of smoke machine and these funky red lights that and it were was, just, yeah, it was really dramatic. Stroke, like it was good. Yeah, it was very dramatic. But, and the stroke machine, I feel like in small places like that, people need to be careful because I felt like I might have a seizure. Like I'm uh, not good with that type of stuff. And in like the confined space, I was like, Whoa, this is too much. And I had to keep looking away, but that might just be me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it, I mean, they were really good. Like yeah, they, they were, were excellent. they were great. Yeah. It just, it just sucked so that bad. we couldn't see them, but <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so it, was, it was a bummer. 
Um, well, we're so starting was, off on a low note. It's only going to yeah. get better from here. Only going to get better from here. My, my one hope is that, um, so we, we're going to see Amenra at St. Vitus. Was it July yes. 3rd? My uh, one hope is that yeah. Amenra doesn't do that. If you're listening, <laughs> please don't do that. Please, if you know them, <laughs> please pass it on. Please don't do that. Or we if you're going like, to do it, just do it just to spite me specifically. That'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> or just do it in the beginning and then turn some lights on or something. It'll be fine. Actually, you know what? When we saw them with, um, what was it? Converge, not, I think. Not, not Napalm Death, was it? It was, it was Converge neurosis. and Neurosis. It was yeah, when we saw them on that show, I mean, you could still see them. They just had a like, projection and they had smoke machine and stuff, but you could still yeah. see them. So I think it yeah. should be fine. They it's were not going to so be anything good. like super moody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a lot of feels. Good. A lot of feels. Yeah. <clears throat> the weird kind of feels, but feels nonetheless. <laughs> not like emo we feels, different ones. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, and then I guess, so if we're going back in order, I guess you are. Are we going backwards in chronological order? Because um, then you would be on the 7th. Oh, my God, yeah. So we're recording this on the 18th mm-hmm. of June. So Celeste's show was on the 13th of June. Mm-hmm. Right, and then if we're going back, then then it's the 6th and 7th. So do you want to go because we're still talking about St. Vitus? <laughs> sure. So the Wednesday before we were the, the, the Celeste show uh, – the both of us were supposed to be at St. Vitus to see Mutoid Man. Uh, someone's job, Hops's job, decided that she wasn't going to be allowed to get out on time and she had to stay and work late. So I went to the show with, um, with Rob and my friend Lindsay and you were there in spirit. I still even feel bad talking about it because I wish you were there. But That's okay. I know. Be another one. Um, so the first time we saw Me Toy Man was at St. Vitus, and they did like a whole buttload of covers, and it was a lot of fun, and it, they were just up there like rocking out and having a good time. This this show was a little bit different. It was, they were so great. Um, I don't think we were there. I, we were there for most of the openers, but to be honest, none of them really stick out to me as. Mm being really like something that I would want to talk about. Um, but what I do remember is how crowded it was in St. Vitus because they actually sold out the show. So normally, and this is going to sound terrible. One of the reasons I love going there is because it is so small and intimate and normally it's not sold out. So you can stand in there comfortably. You can see the stage, you know, you don't have, you do have like some man's sweat or woman's sweat on you, but it's not, you know, it's manageable. Um, I don't know. I'm not describing this really well, but it's it's one of the reasons that I like going there. This well, was it's really, it's really small, and so when it gets really packed, it gets really kind of hard to see. Yeah. So luckily and, for that Celeste show, it wasn't super packed. Unfortunately, right. the obstruction was from the band themselves. <laughs> right. Okay. Thank you. That's a way better way of putting it than what I was trying to describe. I'm like, I don't know what I'm actually saying. And we're um, we're kind of on the shorter side, so it gets a little yeah. more difficult. <laughs> yes, we would be. Yes. And the, yes, and of course, the tallest guy in the planet always finds his way in front of me, no matter what happens. I can move a million times, and the same guy will always be right in front of me. It's nuts. But so that happened at this show. But yeah, it was really crowded. And what they did is they actually played entire the entire album of Warmones from front to back. Such a um, great record. It's such a great record. 
Um, and it was really, it was great. They were recording it. So I believe, or hopefully they'll be releasing something. Maybe they're making like a, I don't know if they're making a music video or just, you know, recording this show for some reason. Hopefully everybody gets to see it because it was great. Um, the only thing that wasn't great about it is I couldn't see them. And one of the best parts about going to see Mutoid Man is they're so animated and they're so fun to watch and I couldn't see that. So I was just bummed out about that, but that's because I'm short and that's genetics and nothing I can do about it. Um, but they were great. It was a really good time. Um, that's actually their practice space, so they're really comfortable in there too. Oh my uh, god! Wait yeah. a minute. What? So, so Mutoid Man is yeah. the singer. Stephen Brodsky is a singer from Caven. Uh-huh. Great band. Uh, the drummer is Benjamin Collar, who is the drummer for Converge. Uh-huh. But normally, I'm like, oh yeah, the bass player. I never remember who the bass player is. So I look up who the bass player is. And he's uh, the fucking guy that's the sound engineer at St. Vitus. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no well, wonder why they're there all the time. No wonder why that's their <laughs> practice space. That makes many, many sense. Um, but, yeah, no, it was a really great show, and it was cool because, um, you know, I really wanted I – mean, I talk about them all the time. And so, you know, I brought Rob there to see them. He's. We'll talk about some stuff I've gone with him – to see this past couple of weeks too. So I was glad that I got one of my bands in and he got to experience that and he liked it. I think he wasn't as like nuts over it as we are, but you know, he had a good time. So that made me happy. Well, I'm glad and, he, uh, he did. And yeah. And then I got you a t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> it's one of the more better fitting band shirts. Oh, good. So thank you. Mutoid man. <laughs> Thank you. I haven't worn the one I got yet. Maybe I'll wear that tomorrow. Anyway. So Did you get the was, same one you got me? No, I actually got, which I didn't realize, I got their tour shirt from last year. <laughs> it had um, the drummer really large. It's like them drawn as cartoons, and it had the drummer really large, and you know how I'm always a fan of the drummer. Oh, yeah, and he's wonderful. Yeah. So yeah, it was of fucking awesome, yeah. So I was like, I want that one. I don't care what it's about, but I want that. So that's the one I got. Was it was the um, St. Vitus date that we went to see them on, on that shirt? I don't know. I would think so. Unless it was a separate tour that they were actually... Because yeah. I still don't know if when they played there, if they were just playing because they felt like it or if they were touring with whoever it was. I, I, I don't know. I, don't, yeah. I didn't check to see if it was a, uh, a date like a right proper. before they recorded that... Um, that talk show that they've been doing there uh-huh. it's called two minutes yeah. to midnight and they're the house yeah. band for, for that show. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know either, but, um, I'll take a look. I just, I really, I bought it for the front and then I realized the back said 2017. I'm like, no, nah, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, still, I still want the shirt. So here we go. Hey, right, so yeah, so that was me toyed man. And oh, now they're so good. Handoff. Oh, they're the best. They're great. Tag. You're Tag. At- Tag. Oh crap! All right. Well, <laughs> oh, that's right. You deleted the piano sounds. I can't even. I can't I even did. clutch on the piano you sound. Did. I had this. It's a lot shorter, but that's what I have. <laughs> I'm gonna find something really sad to talk about. Maybe just put that in there. <laughs> oh no! No sad things. This is this is a goofy recording. Know, this is a good one. This is a really good one. Okay, June seventh, two thousand eighteen. Where were you? I know. June seventh. Maybe I can get it. 
it's okay to worry Maybe about it. Don't stress. Back. <laughs> don't stress. Yeah, I don't know how to do it. I don't want to fuck anything up. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to mess anything up. I don't know this platform well enough yet. Okay, so June 7th. June 7th. Yeah, I'm a piano. We're going to change it up because we've been talking about metal shows like nonstop. Yes, pretty much. You know, we'll be, you know, we'll fill our quota, the Dillinger Escape Plan and all the metal shows that we've been going to. Um, so we're going to change it up. We're going to talk to it. I'm talk about a, uh, a rap show at Brooklyn Bowl. Ooh. Um, ooh. Ooh. Um, yes. I don't think Brooklyn Bowl is a venue that we've really talked about much. Mm. No, we may have mentioned Mike Watt at Brooklyn Bowl, but I think oh, that's probably it. Mike Watt. It's a good spot. The holy, holy Mike Watt. Yes. Um, well, no, it's just like a, a big-ass fancy bowling alley that has a stage in the back. So the stage is uh, parallel to the lanes themselves. And so there are people sitting waiting to bowl who have their backs to you, the audience, watching a band. <laughs> so it's yeah. like all in the same room, kind of. There's like a, night, a bar in the back and a separate room where you can eat. But in this one room, like while the band is playing, if they if they want to, you know, bring it down a notch you still hear pins being knocked down yeah <laughs> people like cheering over their strikes and shit it's kind, of, it's kind of funny um but no so the show we went to see was um samus and namdi nam oh man so now i'm gonna see if i can pronounce his name sorry ogbonaya namdi ogbonaya i think that sounds kind of i don't know if that sounds right Sorry, Namdi. We not from now on. I apologize. And then Milo, who headlined this show. So, so the reason why we were going is to see Samus, who opened. And I think we might have talked about Samus maybe once or twice. I think um, so. <clears throat> yeah. I think you brought her up a couple times. Yeah, she's pretty fantastic. Um, her name, her real name is Enongo Lumumba Kasongo. Um, she goes by Samus because Samus was the main protagonist in the game series Metroid. And the big thing about Metroid was that after you beat this hard as fuck game, like you get all the way to the end and then like the person who, well, so Metroid's like a, I don't know, like a, like a like an armor kind of situation. So it looks like a big robot. Um, and so when you beat the game, the person who's controlling that actually comes out and it's a woman and, like, I remember when everyone was playing that game and would, like, come back into school and be like, oh, my God, you guys, did you see what happened? Did you beat it? It's a chick. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, this is the best fucking game, like, of all time. I, I was too into, like, Mario and, like, corny shit to really get into it. But Mario's, Mario's great. great. But in comparison, like, you, you yeah. should look it up. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. All right. So that's where, she takes her, that's where she takes her name from. Love um, it. Yeah, so she's, uh, how does she build herself? She's a um, rapper, producer, PhD candidate. As of now, she is a, a college professor and a future Library of Congress speaker, I think. What doesn't she do is really the question, I, I think, that's, here. Anything that's, like, awesome and kind of important <laughs> yeah like she's all into it. she's all into it yeah she's like a big uh what's the word 
awesome human? Well, yeah. No, I was going to say um, Black Lives Matter activist, but I don't know if I would say activist, like supporter, supporter. Um, but she's amazing. And so, so the, the whole Samus thing is, is important because, you know, she, when she used to play, she would um, have a, an arm cannon, which is part of the costume, which is part of the, like what Metroid had. Like one of the arms was a big ass cannon. You just like shoot shit That's- with it. Awesome. Yeah, right. So somebody made her one a long time ago and she used to perform with it. So one of one of the songs she would play, she would always put the arm cannon on and perform with it. I think I got a picture somewhere of it. Ah, so um, badass. I know. It's the, <laughs> the most badass thing. I mean, aside from, you know, like all of the actual things that she's right. doing. <laughs> right. Independent of music. Right. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Fair statement. Um yeah, so that got stolen like a while ago, and so she's been performing without it. Which so she's just Samus by name and not Samus by canon right now. Um, gotcha. So, so she's you know prolific as fuck in her normal life as we've discussed, and so this guy, let's see, Kevin Shrek, he's doing a documentary about her, and so they were doing this like Indiegogo campaign for a while, like trying to raise some money to put this movie together. And from what I'm, you know, I mean, you can tell, like, that's like an incredible story, regardless. I don't even know what the narrative shape is going to be like, but, right. but everything that she's involved in is going to be, is going to end up being like something fantastic. It's going to, so, it means something. Yeah. She's not just doing it to do it. She's doing it with a purpose. Of course. It'll be, I'm sure it'll be inspirational for like a wide range of people and yeah. I mean, you know, I'm like a yeah. fucking 36-year-old white woman, and I'm taking so much out of it. <laughs> like, I can right. only imagine. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I, I donated to this, to this movie, and so one of the perks of donating to this movie was I got, like, free tickets to go to the show. So I picked, this is the show I was going to go to. So it was me, Handsome Joe, and then uh, our friends <laughs> Pat and Kathy, who we just interviewed, like, last week. So they're their interviews will come up at some point in the future, um, which is where that shoegaze thing goes. Yep. So she, I mean, surprise, she was excellent. They were filming it for the, for the movie. It was another one of those things where like nobody was there at first. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, I know. And it's Brooklyn bowl. It's pretty huge. And the stage is pretty high. Yeah. And so when it's empty, it's empty, but it feels empty. Yeah. yeah. She did. She did a good job trying to like, fill it i mean i've usually seen her in really small places i think i've seen her at the first unitarian church it was the first time we saw her she opened for the screaming females nice and then we saw her um we saw her another time i think and then earlier this year we saw her play at market hotel where she played with the band which Ooh. was unreal <laughs> um if she could oh, wait, that's the about- one that's the one that you went to on may 11th right yeah day before okay. my birthday Oh. pre-birthday yeah they recorded that show too that was a really good one nice. um the band's called the black confederation they're amazing um anyway so they recorded this thing so so samus plays and she crushes it i'm not going to gloat about samus anymore because i just want to shut up and uh-huh. that's okay um and so namdi is like going to be a second and so so i knew samus and the headliner is milo i've seen milo as his other project scallops hotel once before but this guy in the middle, I had no idea. Like, I listened to some stuff on Spotify. I really liked it. Pat was listening to some of it. And 
we noticed that they're starting to set up some some instruments and some amps and I'm like okay like um i know the galactic federation didn't just play so i don't know what's about to happen yeah and so it turns out that uh all these instruments are for him and for his band and it got really heavy and i turned to pat and said can we start a pit at a rap show and we thought about it. <laughs> we really thought about it for a minute. Oh my god, I love that. We almost did. <laughs> so good. But it was so I don't know. He was he was fantastic. And we had such a great time that even like right after the set we ran up to the merch table and we were like, Oh my god. We did all do the you, things. Do you play like that all the time? Because we listened to your record earlier. It did not sound like that. <laughs> He's what like, yeah, you know, a lot of the time we do play with the band. I have an EP that's on Spotify right now that's with the band, you know, so you can listen to that. And it's like, oh, my God, we'll yeah. see you next time. And the time <laughs> after that. And the time after that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so he kind of, great. He kind of blew our minds. And then. And who the, was this again? I'm sorry. Say his name one more time. Or is that the one that you couldn't say properly? His, I know I'm not going to be able to say his last name, right? Okay. And I'm, okay. I tried to, and I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Not I will, that I feel like there's an accent that should be in there. I just... Namdi, Namdi Ogbonaya. O-G-B-O-N-N-A-Y-A. Excellent. We'll link to it. Yeah. <laughs> it is wonderful. Like, a fine videos of that set. Put it up. The guy yeah. is great. And then nice. Milo headline, and Milo just plays, you know, himself... He, I think when we saw him play Scallops Hotel, he was building up the tracks as he performed, which he wasn't really doing as much this time, but he had a little setup and then he would start the tracks and, and he would talk and then he would just like kind of walk and dance around the stage while he was performing all the songs. So he was trying to really be engaging mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as you can be like in that position. Right. Um, yeah. I think kind of like got off track a little bit. He was like, they got into a discussion about if there were any magicians and some guys said he was a magician and he went up and turned out that he wasn't and he really sucked. (laughs) It really got off the rails. (laughs) You can't fake being a magician. You either are or you aren't. I know. There's no faking that shit. No faking that shit. But no, no, he's, he's very good. And, um, I think, yeah, the, one of the first times, the first time I saw him was a scallops hotel was a show that I went to because Samus played. Uh-huh. And it, was, okay. it was at the Knitting Factory. That's that middle show. It was the, the, the Samus opened, and Scallops Hotel went on second, and then Open Mike Eagle headline. And it that's was right. Yeah, yeah, you talk about him a bunch because that album. Like, I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna mess up the name of this record too, but I will not forget the album art. Brick bodied <laughs> kids still daydream, and it's a concept record about. Um, them tearing down the projects that he grew up in in Chicago. And so the album art is the projects with like people's heads on them. Oh, wow. It's, yeah, it's awesome. It's one of wow. those things, it's one of those shows where like you can listen to something a lot, but only until you're in an environment where you're focused do you actually understand. Right. Yeah, like, that makes sense. Yeah. Like I was listening, listening to it a lot and I got like the lyrics, but to actually be there, I think he played most of that record. Yeah. And then to actually like see him perform it and then say those things and give it a hundred percent attention was a very different experience. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Cause I think also sometimes when I listen to things, it's just, and I'm not saying it's background noise, but sometimes my focus isn't on that. It's there to entertain me while my focus is on something else. 
So in an album like that, if you didn't know that was the intent and you were listening to it, you may have been like, oh yeah, I really like it. And he's saying things that make sense, but you know, you didn't fully understand it. Like you said, until you were, it was all around you. And yeah. And there were a lot of people that were, that are really into him, like really like diehard people into him. Like he came out and the, the DJ that was playing with him, like the guy in front of us was really geeking out about that guy. He's like, Oh my God, do you know who that is? That's the one. And of course I don't know who it was. So I didn't retain right. the guy's name. Right. He's like, right. he never plays with him. He must've just come out for this. Oh my God. Blah, blah, blah. And like, it was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> really and you're cool. like, and, it, and it's hard when you're around people who are that excited. And I fully believe this a hundred percent. I could not like something very much, but if I'm around somebody who is that stoked about it, I'm going to enjoy it whether I want to or not, or whether I think I'm going to or not, because that kind of energy is infectious. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he was that stoked on it. And then you're like, Oh my God, I don't even know who this guy is, but now I want to, you yeah. know, and then you're all about it and it's great. Well, just that, like this, the guy that was playing with him, he was like, geeking. I mean, right. but then he was also playing these songs that were like older songs and he was just geeking the fuck out about it. It was adorable. <laughs> he was having a great night. It was, it was a really great night. And then he was, oh, my giggle was saying that the last time he played the knitting factory was a couple years beforehand. And it was to like three people. No one was there. It was snowed oh, wow. out and no one was there and they sold that show out. And so he was like, ah, <laughs> look at us now. Things <laughs> change. Things change. Yeah. But anyway, off the rails. So yeah, the Samus, the Samus connection. Yes. Samus connection. The movie is called Inongo. Um, I don't have any other information about when it comes out because it's still being filmed. But But when it does, we we can let everybody know. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be be a good one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What else do we want to talk about? Um, Let's see, we're going in reverse chronological order. Right. So we Twin Man and Samus. What's uh-huh. Let's check this calendar. We got... Well, I went to... And I, I think this is the next one. Andrew WK. I went to Andrew WK on May 18th. And this is one that... And you're going to have to chime in for this one, too. Um, I wasn't there, but I'll try my best. <laughs> I'm going to chime in just of what you had to actually tell me because I knew really nothing about it. So, but, so pretty much this is, um, this is one of, so Rob is, I don't want to say it. Do I, it. <laughs> I just don't like saying the word boyfriend, but I guess I have to in this case so that everybody knows. Um, so I've been going, the greatest thing is that we're both really into music and some of the music we like overlaps and some of it doesn't. Um, but he's really open to going to stuff that I want to see and in the same, I'm open to stuff that he's really into. So he really likes Andrew WK. It's not like it's something that he puts on all the time and he listens to it, but he has always, once he realized what he was about, he's really liked him. I think he kind of thought what a lot of us thought when he, when Andrew WK first came on the scene is what is this guy doing singing about partying all the time? Like what, <laughs> what, what, what is actually going on? And I think it wasn't until he like sat down and listened to the album that he was like, Oh, this is actually really great. And it's really positive. And it's nice to hear a music, like a musician promoting this positivity and over, like overtly doing so, you know, like when he gets on stage, I, I don't know if that's who he is in real life or I, I have to imagine that's more of a character than who he is day in and day out, but maybe that is how he is. I don't really know. Um, so anyway, uh, 
he really wanted to go and they were playing at Irving Plaza. So I was like, yeah, let's go. And I was pleasantly surprised with how much I enjoyed it. Um, I wouldn't say that I left the show a huge fan of them, but I did leave the show and I was in a very good mood. Um, and again, it was one of those things like we were just saying every single person in that place was dancing, singing, having a good time, was happy, was friendly. Like it was, it was a very positive environment. So you couldn't help but enjoy yourself, you know? And so I think like I went and the reason I asked Tops to step in at some point is because she, she had to explain to me whenever he says party, he means like live and, and live a good life and live a fun life and ha- like do fun things, not go out and get shit face. Yeah. Party just means celebrate. It doesn't yeah. mean get weird. Right. Unless you want to get, I mean, unless you want to get weird. I mean, you do you, yeah. right. But, and right. And I didn't know that. So if you go in there thinking that it's all about like drinking and partying, then you're kind of like, what? But when you put on that other lens, you get it. And I think that's important for anybody who is going to see him or who wants to know anything about him is to know that exact nugget of information because it helps you understand the music, you know? Um, I would say the, the first, it was either the first or second song. I think it was called music is life or something. And yeah. it's off his new album. That was really amazing live. Like that was, that was probably my favorite song that they did live. Um, and I do remember that one. And I remember being like, wow, that was really good. Um, and the rest of it was fun. You know, they did a ballad that was interesting. Um, they have a crazy amount of energy. I think there was seven people on stage. So he was with the full band. And I think there was, he was playing, he was singing and playing keyboards. They had another keyboard player. I think they had a couple of guitar players, maybe more than one bassist, a drummer. But there was a lot of people on that stage. And man, they just, they do just party. And it's, it's, they celebrate (laughs) for the whole time they play. And it was really neat. Um, when I left, I I said to Rob, I was like, I'm not jumping to go back. You know, if, if he was coming back around again and he wanted to go, I would go, but I wouldn't initiate that. So it was cool. And I'm glad I went and experienced it, but it, it wasn't, it still wasn't like my, my bag. Um, yeah. So I saw that, uh, and then I guess a week or two, what did, have, did you go anything around that time? The week before that is when we went to see that Samus show where she played with the band. God, I've oh. seen her like twice in the span of a month. Damn. She's so good. So like, like the only thing, the only notes I have on that, I mean, aside from the fact that she played with the band, which was amazing, it was like a bass player and a drummer and that was it. And she still like played the stuff off her laptop like she normally would. Uh-huh. So there's like a whole dimension to that that's not normally there. Uh-huh. Uh, which also like makes her be more, um, I'm going to say aggressive for a lack of a better word, but like if there's some intense is a better word, like more intense because the back, like what's behind her is so intense that it like brings it up a notch or several notches. And she's like super into it and like jumping around a lot and like, just like into everything that she's doing. But I just remember there's a song that she does. It's called, um, is it 1080 P and it's all about like, 
her fight with anxiety and like in the middle of it, she put, she plays a, um, well on the record, she plays a track from her therapist and I mean, which is just amazing in itself. And like when that was over, she was like in tears and was like, I'm so thankful. I've come so far with the support of, you know, my bandmates and the support of it. And I don't know what the, I don't know what the milestone is at this show, if there is one or if there isn't one, but it was always the end of the tour with the Galactic Federation. Like I know that. So they were on tour, I think for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And so she just had this whole moment where she was like, you know, I I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't, you know, I went to get help for that and the support of my family and my friends. And I'm so thankful and I'm blessed and like all this stuff. And it was just like a really like super emotional thing. And then she like hit playing, but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But yeah, she's a boss. Well, yeah, she's a boss. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to get sing, but now listen to me. This is what else I have to say. Yeah. I've never seen her, but that's how I picture it. I thought you did. I thought you came with us once. No, I have never seen her yet. Oh, uh, maybe not. I thought so. <laughs> no, because no, we went to a I show once, and I, I, thought, I thought she played. In- no, because I wasn't with – I think the only show that that would have happened is at the female uh, – Screaming Female show, and I don't think I was with you guys at that I show. I think that's what I'm confusing it with. I'm confusing yeah. it with the time that we went to see the Screaming Females. I think yeah. we were with we were with Emily. When yeah, we saw them? I think so. Well, yeah, and weren't we – we saw them in – we saw them twice. We saw them in Philly, and then we also saw them at the Champagne Jam. Right. So Emily was up for that one. That's why. So that was a while ago. That was a couple yeah. of years ago, I think. But yeah, no, I haven't seen Samus yet. I need to. Oh, my God. And I will one day, for sure. She's, she's teaching at NYU. So I'm saying she's a college professor. She's teaching at NYU now in the summer. I think she's teaching like one class a week. She's teaching... Um, feminism and I don't remember the other part of it so forgive me but I remember she was writing something about how um her classes like eight engineering students like eight male engineering students and so she's like well it sounds like they're ready to do the, they're willing to do the work so we'll see how this goes <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait if she gives like many many updates on how that's going so I hope I hope that means that she'll be playing. Good for them, though, for wanting to take that class. I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah, isn't that neat? You know? Like, that's great. Um, and it's, it's totally unrelated, but it makes me think of when I, was in, um, when I was in college and I took a photography class my first semester, and it was all full of fifth-year architects. And, uh-huh. I, and I, you know, like, I was, an, I was an architect major, too, but I was also, like, way arty compared to like everyone else that was in this class and the teacher was like this really this tiny lady with a big big gray hair such a character she lived in new york for a really long time and so it's like her this really saucy lady really saucy tiny lady me and a bunch of really serious architecture students (laughs) (laughs) it's just like uh what does it fit it's not it's definitely not me. I fit. And well, no, yeah. but they did, they did excellent. It like after like the first like two weeks, like they started to really like get into it. And then they, yeah. they were, they did excellent stuff. Anyway. Oh, awesome. I know that's totally not related. And the thought, the concept of both of them is very different. 
I was just like, oh man, I remember that moment walking into that class and being like, what? <laughs> well, you're relating to maybe what Sam has felt and you can relate to her on many levels. So this oh, is maybe. just another one of them. That's, I think that's what it is. Maybe we should get Samus on here. Yes. Put it in awesome. what, did, what did Amanda say? She was like, uh, ask. Re- oh, ask, believe, receive. That's it. <laughs> we'll put it out in the yeah. universe and see what happens. Yep. <laughs> Samus, we do remote recording now. We prefer in person. So you just let us know what, what is, what works for you. We know how busy you are. So yeah. being a boss and everything. Yeah. Yep. And it's gotta be a lot of work. Being a boss of many things. Yeah. And boss of life. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Um, that puts us to... I think that puts it to when I, when I went and saw Alice in Chains yeah. at Hammer Scene. Yeah. Yeah. So this is another one. Um, I mean, I listened to Alice in Chains when I was younger, but I haven't really given them a listen in many, many years. And... Um, I know that my sister was a fan of them when I was a kid and she used to work at uh, Sam Goody. So she would get, you know, if she worked on a Monday night, she would get the album that night and bring it home and we'd have it like before everybody else. And, you know, so she had all this stuff and then I would steal all her records and it was great. Um, but I can't really say that I have listened to them since I was a younger kid, to be honest. Um, and since like Lane Stanley died, I definitely haven't listened to them. Yeah. So uh, it was uh, Rob and his friend Mike are like huge fans of them. So they got tickets and I've never seen them. So I was excited to go. And the opening band who I, I forget who it was. <laughs> so I think it, they were called White Paper, I believe. <laughs> what? Yeah, I think they, that's what they, they were called. Do they publish medical studies on the side? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what they were called. I feel, yeah, white paper band. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Oh, goodness. Um, Do they play in lab coats or something? Like, <laughs> uh, No, I actually thought they were kind of good. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, but again, I might be, yeah, it, walking papers. Walking oh, papers. I, I like white paper better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with white paper. Um, I knew it was something paper. Um, but yeah, so they opened and they were pretty good. They were fun. Um, a lot of their stuff. It was one of those bands where one song sounded a lot like another song. Mm-hmm. But again, I didn't know their catalog enough to really be able to decipher. You know, I'm sure that there was a lot of differences, but I was hearing them like Hammerstein's pretty big. But they were good, and they were they were fun to listen to, and they kind of set the set the tone. Uh, they were a wee bit more upbeat than Alice in Chains, mm-hmm. which isn't that hard to do, but um, not overly so. So uh, they were good, um, and I say upbeat loosely because Alice in Chains is definitely not like a very upbeat <laughs> band. <laughs> but um, uh, and then yeah, and then you know they came on and they were great. Uh, I did have a, I have a problem with lights for some reason. I don't know if it's because I have like blonde hair and blue eyes or whatever, but like bright lights being shined at me really fucks with my eyes. Mm -hmm. And there was these massive lights that they had on the stage. And that's all I remember from the very beginning was my eyes. I had to close my eyes because I could, I just couldn't even look at them. Uh, and 
Yeah, it was nuts. I, I'll try and find it. I have a picture of it on my phone and I'll, I'll try and put one up. They were huge. And for, if it was an outdoor event or like a big stadium, these lights would have made total sense. But in an enclosed space, I was like, whoa, like blinded. Um, but I digress. Um, they were really, <laughs> they were really great. Uh, the new, the singer that they have, he doesn't try to be anything he's not, but he does cover the older songs really well. Um, mm-hmm. and his voice does meld very well with the band and, and with that, like the style of music and stuff. And like I said, I, I'm not like too well versed in them, so I don't know everything, um, about like how technical they are exactly what kind, you know, they're kind of grungy, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, the one thing that was weird for me is even though I know that this guy has been the singer for a while, part of me still felt like it was like a cover band. And I know that sounds weird, but it felt that way. And I said something to Rob about it. He's like, yeah, I've heard other people say the same thing. And I'm not saying that necessarily in a bad way. I think it's just because my connection with the band was back in the nineties and I have been removed from it for so long to then see them now. That's how it felt to me. Even though I know that I think the guitar player is still original, um, I don't know if there's many other original people still in the band. Um, but so, but again, that's because my connection to them was when I was 11, not when I'm 30. What am I? Four? Five? Yeah, 34, Five? I think. Four, right. Your birthday. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like suck because it's not like they can even cover it. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to go with a cover band thing. Like they can't even add to it. Like at its base, the Detroit Cobras are a cover band, but they right. add so much to what they're doing that you don't even realize that it's a cover band. Yeah. But that's like, and yeah, that is the band. It's like, you that can't is really the band. That. Yeah. Yeah. And for somebody who has followed them from, from, you know, what was that? 2001 when that, yeah, I think he, 2002. So somebody who's listened to them from their beginning till, um, now may not feel that way because they've remained like a part of the band. They've remained engaged with them. I was removed and then went because there was a ticket for me and I was like, yeah, that would be fucking cool to go. Of course I want to see Alice in Chains and, you know, and they were really good. I mean, they put on a solid show. They're very good musicians. It was, so I'm very glad I went. Um, but yeah, it was hard for me to shake that, that feeling. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so what else? We've seen, we've seen a lot of shows. And then, I mean, I can just talk about this forever. Uh, go back the Sunday before Alice in Chains. Um, every year, Sly Fox has a festival. Sly Fox Berry. Yeah, Sly Fox Berry has a festival. They call it the Black Fest and Goat Races. And... They, it's exactly what it sounds like. They have a festival where you drink a lot of beer, eat food, and they race goats. And it's awesome. And this year there was a German, or I think every year they have a band, um, but this year they had a German Oompa band, and the guy's mm-hmm. name was Alex uh, Mexner. I'm probably saying that wrong. And holy shit, was this fun. Like, if I ever had a party 
like a big ass party, I would want a German Uva band because I like you, it's the most fun. I didn't even drink that day because I was driving home and I danced the entire time. It just, you can't help but just like boogie and dance around and everybody's got their big beers and it's cheersing and you're doing the German, whatever beer, uh, chant thing. And the music's fun and they're, they're playing like covers, but in like polka E style, covers of songs so you know the words but then it's a polka song in a way it's mm-hmm. fun. it was so much fun and it was a little bit ago so I wish I wrote more notes than I did but um the main thing is it was raining and people stayed to listen to the band and dance in the grass in the field because it was great and that's what we did and we stayed until the very end and it was awesome well we stayed until it started raining really hard which was like five minutes before the very end <laughs> and I, I honestly thought we were going to leave a lot earlier, but it ended up being so great. And, you know, and, and the goat races were great too, but the band stole the show this year for me. They were just, they were the best. I wasn't expecting that at all. I didn't really know what to expect because the last time I had been to the goat races was back in 2011, I believe. And that's when it was still a very small festival in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember there being a band, but I don't remember it being like a main attraction it was just kind of in the background Mm -hmm. this was a main attraction like in between each of the goat races they would play um so you would have like the first heat and the second heat and the third heat and then the winning heat and all that shit um and the band was playing before during after intermittent it was just it was so much fun and so so, is there such a is there a real robust tradition of naming goats like there are with like derby horses yes what's a goat name like. <laughs> well, I mean, there's many. The the goat who won this year, her name was Princess Jenny. Um, there was also a goat named Tom Brady, which everybody hated. Uh, it's right outside Philly. And there was somebody wearing a Tom Brady jersey. And I saw her. And most of the people there are wearing eagle shit. Like, we're still celebrating. We're going to be celebrating this for a while. But this is oh, still yeah. our year. So, you go down there and everybody's wearing something Eagles or the majority of people, 80%. And, uh, and then I see this lady in the, in the Brady Jersey. I'm like, what the hell is she doing? Does she know where she is? You know? <laughs> Excuse oh. me, miss. Are you lost? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's fine if you want to wear it, but here of all places, like, and then we realized that there was a goat named Tom Brady. So we're like, okay. So we think it was her goat. Or she uh, knew who's ever go to us because she got really excited when it was racing. He did not win. Uh, so good. he should be actually used to that. Uh, Princess, <laughs> Princess Jenny did. And um, yeah, so they, they're just sometimes goofy names. Like some, but the, the cool thing is that whatever goat wins, um, the brewery names the, a beer after them. That's what it is. Yeah. So the winning beer, the winning goat gets, uh, the, a beer named after them. And I believe that in, there's a German style beer that's called Bach, I think. And uh-huh. that means goat. No, I don't know. I think I just totally made that up. No, it you is didn't. Bach. Is, you didn't. I, I didn't? No, you didn't. I, so. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Wiki to the rescue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, it says, the style from Einbeck was later adopted by Munich brewers in the 17th century and adapted to the new lager style of brewing. Due to their Bavarian accent, 
citizens of Munich pronounced Einbeck as Einbach, or Billy, a billy goat, and thus the That's beer became it. known as Bach. That's what it is. Okay, thank you. See, thank there you, you go. You. Yeah, <laughs> you were on it. <laughs> I was. <laughs> So that's the tie-in. So I guess the style of beer is Bach, and then they name it after the winning goat. Um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think I can. My brain can even go back any farther than I think. I think we've that. gone back very far. Yeah, we're now into the territory of when we um, we're in the territory between when we released the last two things we did. So I think that's <laughs> that's far enough back. We've, we filled you all in on uh, the past <laughs> month of our life. <gasps> yes! yes! <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah. This is great. High five. Look, I'm high-fiving you with the button. We need a high-five sound effect to put on the board. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Or we That's have... That's my favorite, um, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And on that note... Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening to Tales from the Pit. You can find bonus content on our website, talesfromthepitpod.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Tales from the Pit Pod. And if you have a story you want to share, drop us a line at talesfromthepitpod at gmail.com. Crash! Queen!